Do you hear that? I do. Do you hear it now? Nope. Yeah. All right. Hello, and welcome to the Sprocket Podcast, where we simplify the good life. My name is Brock Dittis. And I'm Aaron Flores, broadcasting from the People's Republic of Portland, nestled in the heart of Cascadia. We are the show that brings you somewhat irreverent conversations about the intricacies of thinking locally with a global perspective and enjoying the best that life has to offer along the way. That was very interesting phrasing there. Uh, (laughs) It totally just threw me off. Covering bicycling, trains, transit, adventures, and life hacks, and today, getting some mileage out of that old margarita mixer. There we go. Excellent. <laughs> See, you know, because I've always wanted to make a good margarita, and I've never had the mixer. Really? You're telling me there's a way I can do that. There's a way you can do that. Okay. Or, or if you have a mixer that you're just not getting any margaritas out of it's anymore. Taking all this space up on my counter. That's right. And someone else might be able to use that margarita mixer. Really? Yes, there's a way that this Wait, can happen for you. You're saying other people drink margaritas? Other than you, yes. I thought it was my little secret. <laughs> it is. I don't believe it's ever been a secret. Okay, well, uh, about to be some changes made. <laughs> but no, we're here with Darius from Omni. Hi, Darius, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, it's good to see you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us. Not a problem. We got Omni is a thing that's uh, new to Portland. Correct. And uh, we'll talk about kind of what that is. But what's your nutshell version? Uh, we are a community-powered rental service. So as you mentioned, putting use to those things that you have that you absolutely need when you need them, but use them infrequently. So other people in the community might need those, and you use us to rent them out to each other. So we pick up the items, we take it back to our secure warehouse. When somebody else wants to rent it, we deliver it to them and pick it back up, take care of it as if it was ours. Wow. That's like door-to-door service. We try and be. It's incredible. Well, cool. Uh, we're going to talk about that in just a couple of minutes. So uh, thanks for coming in. Thanks um, for having me. And Aaron, you had an anniversary recently. I, I or, did. Should we say an anniversary? Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> 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 she's going to listen to this and she's going to turn like right in the middle of an airport somewhere. She's going to be yeah. like in like like Grand Banks, North Dakota. <laughs> So the internet reminded me that you two met very like recently on the calendar. Uh, yeah, it was it yeah. was the fall. It was well, yeah, it was October sixth. Yeah, when, when lovers' hearts turn lightly to thoughts of love. Apparently, yeah. is that a thing? No, it usually oh, is the okay. spring. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, <laughs> but it takes well, I've longer. always been a contrarian. That's right. It takes longer for you. You're the polar opposite. Yes. No, but you and Anna, uh, you've been together for how long now? Four years now. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Congratulations. Thank she, you. she is Thank a you. saint. <laughs> Isn't she? And that's that's why you chose to be with her in a relationship, right? Right, right. Now, did, uh, did that come out wrong? I no, it came out exactly right. You guys are great together. Thanks. <laughs> well, I, people, I like to think so. <laughs> is the episode where you two met off the feed, or is it still on? I can't remember how far back that goes. Uh, that's episode two zero four. Okay, so uh, I think with I don't Justin think pe- Miles as well. Yeah, I don't think people can listen to that on the iTunes. I don't feed think anymore, it's on our iTunes feed anymore. But it's still on the SprocketPodcast.com. Yes, com, in so. fact, I wasn't entirely sure of the exact number. I knew it was like two zero four six two zero two maybe. That's right, and and so I used thesprocketpodcast.com yeah and and search for it that it's way it's a repository it's, of knowledge yes it's 204 yes. <laughs> excellent um and that was right after our what our was it 
or no, it was right before the Transportastic Party. We, we started uh, the uh, short-lived uh, Open Roads Broadcasting, um, which for a year or so provided a whole network of shows about uh, road fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would like to say it. It sort of was the the maybe not impetus, but well, yeah, I'll just say it was the impetus for uh, what is now Stream PDX. Right, the Proto Podcast Studio. Yes. Yeah, yes. and now now we are in much sexier digs. Much sexier digs. I think. I mean, it's like aluminum and shiny. And I mean, stuff. you tell me. I I like it. But yeah, no that that was uh, that happened right around the same time that you guys met. And yes. uh, so if people go back and listen, they can hear love happening <laughs> on the radio. You can hear flirtation <laughs> happening on the radio. It's, it's, um, I thought I was being smooth. <laughs> you, you did. You did. <laughs> um, one of my brothers listened to it and uh-huh. called me like the very next day after it went out and was like, like what is your deal here? This is, this is terribly obvious. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, but you know, four years later, something must have gone right. I'm glad it's a matter of public record. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, congratulations. What did you do to celebrate? <clears throat> um, I took a nap. And she flew a plane, or flew in a plane. There we go. Now, we were unable to be together for, okay. for our anniversary. But you were She's, together in spirit. She was out in Williston. Williston. I believe one of the yeah. Dakotas. Oil town. That's, uh, yes. that, that's the, what, yes. the North American, uh, what is it? The, the Adventure Cycling Association has the Northern Tier route. And oh, it and used it goes to go, through Williston. It used to go through Williston. Yes. And then Williston blew up into like a whole oil terminal thing. And uh, suddenly it's Became not that little, much fun to bicycle through anymore. Yes, a little dangerous. Yeah. So uh, it's been shifted that. like 100 miles south. But she's she's in Williston. She was okay. I mean, at that time, yeah. You know, she's she's all over. It's not to say that there are no women in the oil industry, but that that town is a man camp. Oh yeah, yeah there's a yeah. lot a lot going I've, on there right I've now. Heard, yeah. I've heard tales. Yeah. Uh, well, I hope she enjoyed her stay. Uh, I think she did. She said the hotel was nice. Hmm, there we go. We did like a like a FaceTimey kind of thing. I swear, the only time I've been to Williston was on the Amtrak going across the country on oh, the yeah. Empire Builder on that stretch of it. And when you pull into Williston, you can see like one of the biggest hotels in town just is called like Black Gold. And like oh, really? the symbol for the hotel is a drop of oil. And that's <laughs> it. Like you, you get a very oh, clear now sense. Now I have to ask her the name of the hotel that they put her up in. Get a very clear sense of what that town is about. Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah. Well, very cool. Congratulations. Oh, thanks. Yeah. How'd you do yeah. it? It rained for the first time in a while. How was your commute? Uh, wasn't too bad. I forgot the rain pants. Or I, I remembered them. They're in my bag. <laughs> I didn't put them on because when I walked out my door, it was like that kind of light, fluffy rain that yeah. just sort of floats in the air. It's mm-hmm. like like the water is somehow lighter mm-hmm. than the air itself. It is. And just misting about. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, this, this will be fine. I can do this. Yeah. And, you know, by the time I'm like, I don't know, four or five blocks north. Far enough that I'm not going to, like, stop, but too far to, I don't know, or not far enough. What am I trying to say here? Far enough that I'm not going to stop to put rain pants on, but not, or, but too far to, uh, I don't know. Yes. Put rain pants on. What am I trying to say? We'll clean this up in post. Anyways, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Which is what you said after your commute. Right. No, I was was very wet. Yes. Uh, Darius, yeah. have you ever noticed that the inverse law of rain gear is that whenever you decide to put something on, that's when it stops raining? And inevitably, if you're not wearing rain gear, that's when you get the wettest that you possibly could get in the day. Seems like that applies to most gear. I think, yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> whatever the it, season or weather or it. climate. <laughs> when you have it, you don't need it. Yes. Um, I uh, I went out. 
I guess it rained on Sunday. Uh, I made a trip over the weekend. Oh, yes. And as you know, famously, I don't own a car. Yes. Neither, neither do you. No. Uh, but there are some great services out there. Uh, there's like the Airbnb of Airbnbs, and then there's the Airbnb of cars. And is it fair? I don't want to make this conver- this comparison, but would you say Airbnb of things? <laughs> like, is that a yeah. fair description? That's fair. Okay. The air things and things. Air things and things. Air, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I used uh, the rental service Turo is the one that I like to use. By uh, the way, since we've said that on record now, yeah. a, a competitor can't use that as a, oh, as right. a name now. They trademark yeah. air yeah. things of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, yes. We've, this we've this got idea. That. Copyright Trade. this pocket podcast 2018. <laughs> trademark. Uh, yeah. And now we can sell it to you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that's That's a freebie. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I rented a car and, yes. uh, I got one for business purposes last week to go down to my new job and, uh, set up an office and drop off some boxes of things and to find out where I would put my snacks. Cause that's oh, usually right. the most important part of my Very office. Important. Where yes. do the snacks live? So I got that figured out. Um, and I had a CRV for that one. I would on like a CRV. to hear who has snack stashes in their offices Ooh. in our office audience like where oh yeah yeah it, where where is it where do you, do you keep have your snacks? it where do you keep your snacks is it in the cargo pockets of your pants are they t- are they tater tots <laughs> give me your tots <laughs> right <laughs> uh but uh yeah so there's that uh and then on the weekend uh thunder island brewing is one of our favorite uh favorite breweries yes they're out there in cascade locks uh right along I was out there earlier this month yeah no well, earlier last month. That's right. After you went uh, mountain biking. Yes. Yeah. It's at the confluence of a number of outdoor opportunities, including the Pacific Crest Trail, which a lot of hikers right. stumble through. PCT days. Yeah. And the Lewis and Clark uh, Adventure Cycling Route. And yes. so uh, all these people can just stop in and, and get great beer. And they're, they're now five years old. So And uh, it's right next to like a park, right? It is. Right next to a place um, where you can camp. So you, you can, can camp. You right? can literally set up your tent and walk next door for beer. Yep. It's great. So went out there for their five-year anniversary because I'm a big fan of them. Um, Dave is one of the – he's yeah. the owner. Dave and Caroline, co-owners. They just got married. Happy oh, congratulations. congratulations. Happy congratulations to them. <laughs> Happy-lations. Yes. And uh, they they have just turned that town around like single-handedly, double-handedly. The, the two of them are a force of nature to be reckoned with. Yeah. and uh, That's yeah, awesome. That's I'm great. I'm really proud of what they've done. That's wonderful. We, uh, because Cyrus is so young, he can't ride on a bicycle yet, uh, legally or perhaps safely. Right. And so also problems with the gorge. Can't get out there on a bike right oh, now, yeah. necessarily, unless you ride on the freeway. So plus baby, we're not going to do that. A little more on that later. Yeah. But um, we did get out there with a Turo car. And uh, the nice thing about renting a Turo is that you can take somebody's car. You know, it's just like a private person. They own a car. They have it out for rent. It's... Uh, it's not too hard to get your vehicle, and then you hop in, go out where you want to go. We stashed the vehicle, had some drinks, stayed over at Dave and Caroline's house, which is very nice of them to nice. give us a place to stay. And they gave us a onesie for little Cyrus. Aww. So now he has a onesie that says Thunder Island Baby. So, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's cute. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was fun. And it's one of those things that I'm interested to see exactly how far out we can string this not owning a car thing. I think as long as I live in Portland, there are so many different ways There's, to share yeah. and get out and have something, uh, even if you don't need it. So There seems to be enough options. The only, I think the only clincher would be if you needed like, you know, a very last minute op- option, you know, like emergency type. Right. You know. Right. Um, just thinking of the time where on the Solstice ride, you know, not quite an emergency, but oh, flatted yeah. out and we were nowhere near like a car to go. We That's had right. to walk a while. For you that. and I were on like the very bottom of the world <laughs> near <laughs> <Yes>. nothing, <laughs> nothing at all. Having to push your flat tire bike through like 
five miles of, of industrial wasteland before we can get to it, like something we yeah. can put your bike inside of. I mean, of. We, weren't, we weren't even on like any like marked trail. It was like all, <laughs> I don't, what do you call that? It's just like chip mulch Hinterlands. that we on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, there are those situations. I mean, cab companies run 24 hours a day. That's true. And it's either a ride to the airport or some guy's busted bike. So, Good point. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, do you remember back in, well, 2014, 2013, back when we were right next to the beer mongers? Oh, yes, at yeah. the IPRC, which is no longer there. That's a place where if you don't own your own TV, you can totally stop in and watch live sports games with yes, sound. with sound, yeah. yes. Yeah, I'm a fan. Uh, the IPRC is no longer there, but the beer mongers. The beer mongers remains. Still right there and it's at a good Southeast place. Division and 12. That's right. It's a good place to get a drink. It's real close to transit if you need to get yourself home afterwards. It's, uh, it's a good spot, and Sean and the crew are always friendly. There's always a seat for you, unless there's a Timbers game. <laughs> then your seat is your feet. That's right. I mean, you're standing. Don't sit on your feet. And your feet is all the seat yeah. you need yeah. for a Timbers game. Yeah. Yeah, you don't need a seat anyways. <laughs> So, anyways, um, yeah. It's cross season, right? Uh, it is cyclocross yeah. season, yeah. So People are out riding their bikes the in the mud. The Beermongers cyclocross team has got to be out there. Yeah. We should go hang out with them. We really again. should. Yeah. Good. I know that they it's usually have a time. couple of parties every season. So, yeah. uh, it's worth checking on, on all of their stuff. I know that they have a Facebook presence and all that. But, yeah, the Beermongers, good people. So, um, well, hey, Darius, let's talk about Omni. Um, Omni is. We established the air thing and thing of things. Yes. So, <laughs> first of all, you gave us the nutshell. What, what was? Uh, what's your elevator pitch? What's your two-minute description of Omni? Yeah, the longer version is there are certain items, utilities, uh, things for entertainment, gear, where it could be life-saving important. Maybe you needed some extra pump or the CO2 inflation for your tire that you needed to reinflate. Um, you don't need that every time you go ride, but if you're going to go off into the woods and somewhere where it seems safer to have extra precautionary things, you can rent those from other people that do have that gear that aren't using it for whatever reason. So we act as somewhat of a storage company in that we hold these things and then we take them out to the community when others want to rent them. And then you as the owner get to set your own rental price. We share in the income of the rental. So it really doesn't cost you much for us to hold those items. It's really just about putting these unused things that we have back into work into a community. So before I joined Omni, I happened to be reading two books at the same time. One was about Amazon and one was Patagonia's story. And I, I like the concept of we should have access to everything that we need. So we live in the future and this kind of on-demand, very cool abilities to get tools or things that we need, but we kind of already have enough stuff. Mm -hmm. When you think about everything that's owned in a city, um, in my lawnmower, for example, I was watching my neighbor mow their lawn, and I don't know the ratio, but there's probably 50 yards in Portland per lawnmower. <laughs> that's all we need, and yet every house has a lawnmower. So it's just if there was a super convenient way for people to be able to share all the things that they have, we wouldn't need to buy so much. We wouldn't need to waste so much. But there's that certain level of convenience and ease that hopefully we can deliver. Because there's great things like tool libraries and sharing libraries where people do this already, but we're just trying to put convenience on top of that. We don't necessarily compete with them. We just exist in the same world where we're all about more people sharing the things that they have. You're not trying to put tool libraries out of business. <laughs> no. I mean, if you that's how you want to – if you are fortunate to have one next door and you can just walk over and get it, great. But if you live too far away or you're not able because your work schedule is – I only have so much time when I'm at home. We'll just bring that thing to you and then pick it back up. A so. combination of all those factors is the reason that I've never used a tool library. <laughs> oh, like yeah. They're so far away <laughs> from where I live. And 
and they're never open when I need a shovel or something like that. I've often gone to the trouble to be a member of a tool library, but never never have actually taken anything out from the tool library. Me too. It's a noble cause. Yeah. Yeah. I think when I lived in Lentz, I was a member of the tool library. I may have volunteered once. I never rented anything from it. And yeah. I still get emails from them. Oh, there we go. No longer a member. Do you want to unsubscribe? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's it's comforting. Somebody (laughs) out there knows. Somebody out there cares. (laughs) <laughs> That's why I stay subscribed to lists. Right. <laughs> but uh, you were saying, Darius, that this is, uh, things get delivered. Like you don't have to go to some place to pick something up. No. Uh, a big part of the service is that convenience of being able to get it when you need it to wherever you need it. So most of the time we deliver to your home. But if you wanted to throw a kid's birthday party at a park and you didn't want to lug all that stuff because you didn't have a car, so are you going to get the tables and the chairs and the bouncy castle and all those things to the park? Bouncy castle's key. We can just yeah, deliver yes. it to the park for you. I mean, Wait. I'd be impressed to see you carry all that stuff on your bike to a park. <laughs> I might pay for that to happen, but you know, we can also deliver to places that are not your home. Right, right. Uh, could I have skis delivered directly to the mountain? Yeah, well, we're trying to actually think about now. This will be our first winter season oh, in really? Portland. So what, I was kind of goofing on that, but you're thinking this could actually happen. I, I want to find a way to take some of the gear that we have into a van and kind of hang out in a parking lot because everybody's been up the mountain and you forgot something. Right. And rather than go into a shop, not to take business away from the shops, but I don't need to buy the new pair of gloves because I'm only going to need it for you know a few Just hours because I forgot mine. Right. Rent somebody else's. Um, so yeah, we definitely want to find ways to do that or, you know, active trail seasons or just where we know a lot of people will be and they're enjoying a certain activity. Where can we put some of the items that we have in storage into use? So. Right. Yeah. Say your mask has a crack in it or something. Yeah. Right. Or yeah. Or it's just like a bad mask. It's the one that always like fogs up no matter what you do. <laughs> <laughs> I've skied exactly once and I got and that you mask. Had, you got the bad <laughs> that mask. That was the one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or if you just forgot your, you know, snowboarding pants. And you've gone a couple of runs. Your pants are wet now, and maybe you do want to switch those out. Absolutely. I mean, we know you're fully committed to go all day without the <laughs> pants. But right. Somebody else is saying, hey, I'm going to switch these out. Yeah, or someone is saying, that guy should wear pants. Yeah. Uh, no, there was a thing that happened the one time I went skiing. I, did, I don't own my own Someone gear. skied without pants? Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> no, but uh, I had a pair, a brand new pair of beautiful REI rain pants that I had you know, I'd purchased and I didn't have ski pants. So I brought those along. I'm like, this will keep me from like, you know, I won't have to It'll worry about wet out. getting all yeah. wet. Yeah. If when I fall down yeah. and I fell down at every turn, <laughs> it was right after I had uh, bumped into a car on my bike because my brakes were poorly adjusted. Okay. It was a bad confluence of events. But, um, the problem, the thing that I did was that I put the rain pants, the brand new rain pants over the outside of the ski boots and the ski boots immediately tore like just oh, shreds yes. into the rain pants, yes. making them completely unusable for their intended purpose back home. So, I was thinking you found the difference between like a rain pant waterproof and a ski pant waterproof. <laughs> those are two different levels of waterproof. Right. Absolutely. Um, so it would have been useful if there was a guy that had pants yeah. hanging around that I could just rent. Yeah. So, yeah. So this is, where does all this stuff hang out? We, right now, we have a warehouse in northwest Portland. Okay. So a large facility. Everything's racked and stored, and every item is actually itemized. We audit it when it comes in. It mm-hmm. has an individual photo. You, as a user, have an app. You can see all of your items. So not just for other people to rent those, but you are going to go snowboarding or skiing this weekend, and you want those pants back, then you probably want to get it delivered at 5 o'clock on Friday night before you go out on Saturday morning. So you can just click a button in the app and get that item back to yourself. There we go. Yeah. 
This is fascinating. Um, it's interesting to me too because I guess if let's say you were going to sell a pair of let's just stick with the pants, <laughs> you got a pair of snowboard pants, Un- gonna, unshredded. Yes, yep. unshredded pants, but you're going to shred in, and uh, you want to you want to sell them to somebody because like you've got two pairs. Um, you got a picture, I suppose, of those pants in storage. Even though you don't have them, you can show them to your buddy and be like, "Hey, I've got this pair. You like the way they look? Want to buy them?" And then you click on the button, and they show up at your house, or they show up at your buddy's house. Yep. I, I suppose he gives you the money. Do you also act as an escrow? We we haven't yet gotten okay. into <laughs> transactions because right. really what we were about was own less. Yeah, you know, it was really about access over ownership. Right. So for us to fully support transactions is then about you owning things. It's right. more about having the access to it. But you can transfer things between people. So I guess if you guys traded cash, you could just transfer ownership to his account, and he might not need them right away. But when right. he does need them, he can get them. Totally. That's really interesting I, to me it's interesting to think about how big of a business storage is like i've noticed around town here there's all kinds of storage units that are being built and these are not like warehouse buildings that are being rehabilitated it's just like people have a lot of stuff and they need more places to put it and nine times out of ten somebody rents a space in that they put stuff in and they promptly forget about it they never use it it's good stuff, or maybe it's not good stuff. Maybe it's just trash, and uh, they can't get rid of it, and so they have this place to put it. But uh, you said Omni is kind of about owning less, so tell us a bit more about the philosophy end of this. Yeah, I mentioned it before. The The real mission in the company is access over ownership, so we don't need to own all the things that we have in storage. Clearly, you're not using those things, so somebody else at some moment could be using those and be put to value. Um we also like to think about the future where once Omni is in cities across the country, that how light could one truly live then? Because if I put my ski pants into storage here, and I'm visiting friends in Vermont and just happens that they're going to go skiing and I wasn't intending to, and I didn't pack that with me, in theory, I'm going to do finger quotes, I could get my pants out of Omni Vermont storage Although they're not my pants, they're feature equivalent. And just because right. I have something checked in, I just check it out from somewhere else. And ah. sort of the mechanics of the ownership and the income and from that just kind of just transferred between people. And you can't wear two pairs of pants at once. I mean, uh, there's no yeah. need. <laughs> you could, yeah. but... Yeah. Um, so there's just something even cooler in this future of what does it really mean to own things and why do we yeah. own things? You should own things that appreciate in value. But if it's just going to depreciate, you probably should just use that thing. So collectibles or valuables, own those. But oh, I think this fits really well with sort of the, the growing urbanization of sure. things. You know, one of my issues, not really issues, but just things I think about when I when I think about urbanization and what that's like is, you know, we're going to have less space mm-hmm. to live in. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but less space also tends to mean less space for all of our stuff. Sure. And I really like that margarita machine. Well, <laughs> there's a lot of actually the kitchen equipment. We, we we moved back to Portland and previously where we were living in Hawaii where my wife and I grew up, we had a much bigger kitchen and a bigger house. And there's all those things when you have them like, I, of course I need the KitchenAid on my counter. Right? One, it looks cool. KitchenAids look very cool. But we don't use it all that often. Um, and now we literally don't even have the counter space for it. So it's going to go into the basement or somewhere else. It just doesn't make sense. Um, and when we didn't bring it with us, we'll just rent it when we need it. So there's a lot of cooking equipment for specialty meals. or Right on. Or if you want the second Instapot because you're going to make some big feast, then you can rent the second one. The other one you use maybe nightly if you're planning your meals well. But the other <laughs> one you could just rent it. <laughs> there we go. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, what's the, um, is this truly peer to peer? Like if someone's renting something, do they send their own, their own prices or, yep. okay. 
Yeah, so we're just facilitating the transactions and the storage and the convenience level, but you own it, so you set the price. Um, at some point, we want to get better about giving good guidance on what pricing could be, because if you're going to price yours too low or too high, you're not going to get the rental income, and or somebody just doesn't make the rental decision, and then we miss this opportunity because maybe then they didn't go. you're just glorified storage. I yeah, we're glorified yeah. storage or glorified... Uh, I don't know, not helping people get the things that they need. Right. Sure. We want either one. Yeah. There's a lot of other, like I think of eBay or like selling used books on Amazon. There's a lot of uh, people who would, who would say like, Oh, similar items like this sell for X. Yeah. And that kind of gives you a guide for how to make your stuff useful or how to make it available. Um, in the case of used book sales, it's like, well, I would like to sell this book and not let it sit in my, on my shelf for sale for like eight years. Yeah. Cause I've got a book like that. It's because I didn't price it appropriately. <laughs> it's yeah. a collector's item and I will take no less. Right. But no, just like having a guide to to know kind of like this is what this is going right for this or this is what's fair or what people consider to be fair. Yeah, because Portland is a newer market for us. It's really the first new market because the company had started in San Francisco and originally started as storage, but it became successful that. And then with the idea that always long term, people are going to put all this stuff into storage and then we can help other people get access to those. But Portland is the almost starting from scratch of let's let's see how this really works from day one as a rental company powered by the community. What does the messaging look like? What do people gravitate towards? What do they connect with? What are the things in this community that they want to rent without making assumptions of just what people have done previously in San Francisco? Yeah, it's interesting to me that I, there are a lot of ways to get free stuff. Like there's Facebook groups, there's uh, there, there's a lot of websites that will Next facilitate door, the transfer patch, of stuff Rooster, exactly. Yeah. Um, but, uh, one, there's no guarantee that it has what you need when you need it. And I think the other problem with that is that sometimes there's just that trust problem. I feel like there's a lot of companies these days that have been kind of, uh, not attacking, but, but working out kind of how to deal with the whole, uh, gatekeeping issue. I feel like gatekeeping is a bad term too, but what, what's a good word for, uh, knowing that we can trust the people that we're working with. <laughs> I don't know, but actually uh, somebody had just, yeah. go ahead. I was thinking like, you know, just sort of like equity of some kind. Sure. Sort of like um, emotional equity or, or, Mm -hmm. or, yeah, anyways. Yeah. There's a level of trust in it. And I happened to see a woman's tweet last night and she was trying to sell, I think, her dryer uh, on Craigslist. And there was this whole, you can only come at a certain time of day to see this because you you can't meet in this. You're not going to take your dryer to the Starbucks. They have to (laughs) come to your home. You can't really take that to a public place. No. Even if you have that like lift belt thing, it's still going to be difficult to get it up and down the stairs. Yeah. But for her, she's saying only at a certain time of day, but somebody came at an off time and sort of forced her into a very uncomfortable situation. That's no good. We, we don't have that. How do I really know you're trustworthy? And so I entered into a dialogue with her just saying into the world, if you know, I have a flexible work schedule. If you're ever in a situation where my presence makes you feel more comfortable, I'm happy to just come work from my laptop wherever you are. But then it was like, well, how's that person going to know they can trust me? Yeah. How do I know my <laughs> trustworthiness and how do I show some ID? Here's my safe card. Or are, whatever. Are, are you verified on Twitter? I'm not. Okay. Well, that, so, that would be step one. Right? Yes. <laughs> I figure out how I do that. But I can't. I can't help people until I get verified on Twitter, <laughs> right. I guess. Um, but so that's one of the things that we do is you don't have to coordinate that sometimes uneasy connecting of two random strangers. We connect with the strangers and we go through the randomness. But so that way you just get to, it's a branded delivery van with a very friendly person from our team that comes and interacts with you. So you can set the time that you feel most comfortable with and trusted people will come to your door. So. And it feels to me like that's kind of the that's the thing that most people need because I think more people would share and or rent personal gear if they didn't have to go through the whole thing. Like, for example, 
I don't I don't dislike meeting a host at an Airbnb, but I'm already paying them to stay in their house. I don't want to be their friend. <laughs> you know, so there's that that certain piece of it, and so I feel like uh, for me, not everybody's. Some people are like, well, I, wonderfully I social. Know. It's that, great. That's sort of. It's funny because it's true, but also that's kind of how Airbnb is is marketed, though. Is like, right. You know, you're not there for a hotel. You're there to to meet people. To meet somebody. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I always look yeah. for the uh, the self rentals, like the ones that'll just let you in with a passcode. Right, you don't right. have to talk to anybody. Uh, and it's kind of like that. Like if I wanted to talk to somebody, I'd stay for free using Couchsurfing because yeah. that's how that's and, and you. <laughs> oh yeah, Couchsurfing is definitely more <laughs> yeah. along those you lines. Or uh, pay for your warm room. showers. Yeah. You pay know? for your room by telling stories. So yeah. yeah. Uh, but I'm always like, just give me, just leave me alone. <laughs> I, it's not that I hate people. I just hate people when I'm trying to get like to sleep. Or you something. just need one of those bees, really. <laughs> that's it. Yep. Yeah, Air B. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, it seems like, yeah. So this is one approach. What you folks are doing at Omni is a way to kind of get around some of that problem of like either not quite sure if you can trust someone or like there's a, there's a, a vetting of, of the person kind of built into the platform because... There's vetting of the goods. So yeah. we take a photo, we audit things, we make, we plug everything in, we get the extra cords if we need to to make sure that it works because that's not going to be a great experience if you get the thing that you need oh, and yes. then it doesn't work. So we make sure that it works and you know you get this trusted person that comes at whatever time is most convenient for you. doesn't get left on your porch, which packages then walk away. Right, right, right. Um, so you know, get it when you need it. And right now we deliver in a pretty high fidelity window of time so you know exactly when we're going to be there to meet up with us. There we go. Uh, Aaron, have you ever had a package stolen? I'm not, but I'm now suddenly nervous about a package <laughs> that is currently sitting on my on my porch. Okay, there we go. I tried to uh, I tried I may to not circumvent... get a new rain jacket. Yeah, oh, indeed, yeah. I tried to circumvent that process by like adding a delivery instructions, like leave at the back gate. But now we have like a locked gate, so people just throw them over the fence. Oh gosh. Um, so I haven't quite. I'm and not sure if I fixed that problem or season, not. So know, then, yeah. you know, you just have this soggy, you know, right corrugated whatever exactly Hopefully there was another sealed package inside that right right uh when i sold books on amazon on the regular uh-huh. i took to just wrapping them all in like a plastic bag or a ziploc bag before oh, i right. put them inside the the envelope or, or something like that but yeah um so as far as getting like get, getting stuff from one person to another it's also like you were saying it's just storing for people who have a smaller space um like for example, uh, the Bay Area, San Francisco, that's that's a peninsula. Like, they're already experiencing what it's like to not have any more space to build stuff. Right. And so not everybody can have everything they want in the space that's there. Uh, and Portland is becoming uh, – Portland has a commitment to not sprawling because the greater urban area has an urban growth boundary. So we'll eventually get there by artificial means as well. Uh, but there's still a lot of space. There's still a lot of buildings going up around town. Um, I mean, we're still experiencing a high rate of population coming in right. or, or a population explosion of some sort. And uh, we're just going to have no choice but to build up. Apartments really. are small. For example, I've got uh, my, my apartment was built in 1911. Actually, I don't know when it became an apartment. It was a house, and then it became an apartment. Yeah. But uh, I have my grandpa's tandem, and we're not going to ride that. Uh, it's just not practical for what we need right now with the kid and everything like that. Like there, unless we hire a babysitter every time we want to do a cute tandem ride, <laughs> or we leave him on the it's porch and someone time. thinks he's a package and takes him, uh, that would be a problem <laughs> too. That would be pretty bad. Uh, so yeah, just don't put him in corrugated. You'll <laughs> <Exactly>. be fine. <laughs> but I've got this, and I've, I've been thinking to myself, well, uh, it's either back into the moldy basement where it will continue to rust. 
or I find another place to put it. So this would be a solution for that sort of situation where you've got a thing, you don't want to get rid of it, but you also don't want to rent a storage unit and just lock it away forever. So, yeah. Uh, and I didn't know that I wanted to go on a tandem bike ride until now. So now you do. Discovery, and I'll enjoy that experience. <laughs> Have you ever wanted to be pitched off of a homemade tandem because <laughs> brakes are insufficient to stop you going down a steep hill? That's what happened to my mom and aunt. I, oh, no. I, don't, I think they both bailed. Anyways, the bike's still around. Uh, I think it's good for flat land. It's not good for the hill they were riding it down. And when I go back and think about like when so my that, grandpa and I took... that's a limited number of places around town that you can take this. It has to be flat, yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's two bikes worth of heavy 50s bike steel yep. and only one coaster brake. <laughs> <laughs> but when I think back to riding with my grandpa on that, because he would take me out for rides when I was a kid, and I would be on the back and I was like, this is fun. But none, neither of us had helmets, you know, it was a different time. And <laughs> uh, and we were just cruising down this Sat hill. Sat in the sun with baby oil on, That's you right, know? yep. <laughs> <laughs> it is a different world, but, but yeah, but part of that different world is the fact that, you know, we don't have to own everything we want to use right. and to open up more and more opportunities. It's interesting to me to think, I won't ask you to comment on other companies demise, but Spinlister had a similar model. Uh, they didn't store anything for you, but Spinlister was like the Airbnb of bikes specifically. The bikes, air bikes and bikes. And then they, yeah, there we go. <laughs> and they had the, Trademark, uh, Sprocket podcast. They had skis, I think. And what was the other thing? They had one more like surfboards, I think. Oh, yeah. It was like outdoor equipment, but I feel like maybe their niche was a bit too narrow. Uh, but I feel like people want this to happen. Um, it was just the the difficulties. And maybe like being a bit too specific maybe is why they didn't hang around. Um, but I loved the idea, and so I'm glad. For example, the website has, I think, an image of a bike. Like you mm-hmm. could rent a beach cruiser if you yep. want one. Uh, yeah, we have some e-bikes. We've got uh, road bikes. There's some beach cruisers, sort of a bunch on there right now. And the idea is that we're going to grow the inventory by letting more people know what we do. And the more that you rent, then you think, Oh, I have this thing that I can put in. So, right. Yeah. The challenge is same probably for these very niche sites is having all of the inventory to match that demand and supply. So even more so for us with, you know, trying to service every single category of interest, but you know, luckily we've had some success before. So we are well-funded and we have the longevity to sort of ride out the early days where, you know, the supply that we have is not where it can be, but it's good enough right now. And we sort of grow from there. That's good. Um, what is one of the least rentable things? Like before Omni existed, what what was the hardest thing to get from anybody else if if you didn't have a million dollar insurance policy? Bouncy castle. That, that's probably it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, what is the acceptable answer from the lawyers? <laughs> well, there's that too, right? right? <laughs> and not saying you got it from Omni, but I'm just trying to think like, what is the thing that like you just can't get one? I, I feel like there's got to be something like that. Well, well, an example is something that actually we do rent oh, okay. and you can rent when I rented it before as a chainsaw. And that's oh. just something that feels like you probably shouldn't rent it to most people. The liability. People. Like, oh, yeah. I, I didn't take it. Course, but at you can all just get that at like at the dual any, library, yeah, any rental. Like, <laughs> you know, here's this <laughs> super dangerous thing, and you likely don't have the any of the proper equipment for it. Just squint your eyes, and that works as your safety glasses. <laughs> yep, that's it. Yep, just make sure. Yep, it's it's the it's baby logic. If you yeah, can't right. see them, they can't see yeah. you. <laughs> that's uh, do you remember? Did I ever tell you about my first photo radar ticket? No, my first did photo radar ticket, eyes? yes. <laughs> I was going down the street, and I missed a school zone. And the uh, the school zone, you know, it was usually a thirty mile an hour zone, and then it dropped to a twenty because school zone. Right. And 
there happened to be one of those photo radar vans there that day doing a little speed patrol. So I thought I was doing fine, just cruising along 30 miles an hour. Doing uh-huh. great. Turns out 10 miles over the speed limit in a school zone is a high-risk ticket. That's a big no-no, yes. But to cap it all off, when it showed up in the mail, I opened the envelope, and you know they send you the picture of you behind the wheel, and I opened the letter, and it's me for all the world looking like I was gripping the steering wheel, throttling the gas with my eyes completely squeezed shut. <laughs> I think it was the blink picture, but but right. damn, that was like the worst. Right. Like, There's no way I can talk my way out of this. Sure you can. I don't know who that is. I went to an eight-hour safety course. Uh, it's not on my well, record, so no, that's, that's nice. Right. Yeah. But yeah. Did you save that picture? You, you did oh, the I, right I, thing. Absolutely. I should make it my, my social media picture from here on out. Right? <laughs> that was an, that's an expensive portrait. So I paid dearly for it. Yes. Absolutely. I guess with my time, because I didn't have to pay the fee. I think they, I don't know. Maybe I did have to pay the fee. That's Anyways. The, that's the most valuable thing. Your time. Yes. That's right. Absolutely. Which is why you shouldn't waste it going to your own storage unit, right? Or trying to find that one place where the thing is. <laughs> Ooh, Yes. Yeah. I've done that before. Oh, yeah. Like chasing all over town. You're like, I really want this one thing. And it turns out it's nowhere. Or you know you have it in your apartment somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Your own personal storage unit. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) And this is the the age. Anna, what'd you do with it? (laughs) It must be out of town. It's in her bag. Yeah. Uh, It's in Williston. Exactly. Man town. (laughs) Is there... uh, I'm trying to think of how, how we would put this. Like, I don't know. It, it's just like there the, the storage wars shows and all that. Like, we have a problem culturally of amassing too much stuff. Mm-hmm. What are what are some like ways to change the way we think about that? You think? I think it's all in the same landscape of this sharing economy, and it's it, it's like the idea right now. I think people are still weird about stuff, like the Airbnb of your stuff. It's like, oh, I don't know. Like, that's my thing. It's like, yeah, people felt the same way about their car and their house. Like, your house is deeply personal, but now we have no qualms about strangers living in our home or us living in strangers' homes. So I just think it's going to take that same logic leap of hopefully a company like us making this easy enough for more people to use it to just detach a little bit from the idea that this material thing that you have is somehow important to you. Maybe the the family heirlooms are, but your DeWalt drill like I you maybe I don't know why you have a personal attachment to that. You could it's an easily replaceable item. But it's easy to have a personal attachment to like <laughs> well, things. It is. Um, especially your tools. I built my shed with this. Right. We well, think yeah. about the personal attachment <clears throat> to your home though that we have oh, before. Most definitely. So yeah. I think it will just it will become a natural like sure, of course I don't own those things. I have access to them. And you're seeing it already happen with media and music you just subscribe to spotify not as many people buy albums anymore and they're right. just sort of bought into the idea of one because if you digitally own an album like do you really own it like it doesn't even exist anywhere in your life right so if you're going to own like a record that's different you can sort of see it and know you own it and you can transfer ownership of it but my itunes album i can't transfer ownership so right i guess i don't really own that you can't you can't loan that <laughs> no, digitally you can't loan owned, it or sell it so yeah I, album out to anyone I, I digital bought, rights management <laughs> yes there should be a great you know secondhand digital marketplace that yeah i want to print out the binary code of all of my musical albums that i own digitally <laughs> And put that in a safe box, and, <laughs> and then put that in a in a rental space. You know that maybe somebody else could rent if they wanted, like you know, a bunch of digitized, printed out music. Binary would, code. Would they be able to then, in turn, somehow transfer that into 
a digital file to to encode or decode. I think this is the slowest version of pirating (laughs) possible. (laughs) It's worse than (laughs) mixtapes. If you want to go through that process, we would be happy to put that in. Okay, there we go. There we go. Everclear, I'm looking at you. I think well going back to like owning less stuff I think this this might actually have a pretty interesting side effect of you know I can see someone coming to your company and being like you know why am I not making money off of this I'm going to pick on margarita mixers just cuz it's the first thing I think of mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it you could easily go like well you know there's 300 of these in this square radius square um <laughs> this is <laughs> right? square radius yeah, square radius <laughs> yes <laughs> and the square mileage sure. is what I meant to say. Um, yeah, and and that's a that's a way of quantifying. Like, oh, well, then not only do I not need this thing, no one really needs this thing, right? I at think at least not in this volume. Yeah, if you were to probably look at everything that we have in our homes, it's not just the margarita mixer; it's most things. Like, we right. already have too many of those things to satisfy all the need in any given well-connected or small, high-capacity city. You know, there's a lot of people and a lot of things. Um, Again, what I think is interesting about the future of Omni is that when we are in multiple cities, you might be able to, you know, we move things around cities, but maybe we eventually move things between cities. So margaritas are super cool in Portland for a period of time. Multiple people own them, but there's no demand here for them. But there are in San Diego. Like so many those, people want margaritas there. Yes. Those things can move around. And that gets more to that idea, too, of just access and ownership. You're not deeply committed to your margarita machine. Right. You just want to make a margarita from time to time. So your thing should go where the demand is. So. Yeah. What if I wanted to convince people that I had uh, like a larger family than I do and like, you know, enormous uh, family gatherings, say family reunions? Could, could I do you think I could rent pictures of family? To put on the wall for that occasion, or cutouts. It's just or like the, the default family photos that <laughs> exactly. come out of frames. Yeah. Exactly. Just don't want to buy the frames. Exactly. <laughs> Again, I think there's some great use cases we're building here. Great. Well, thanks for putting up with our shenanigans, Darius. I appreciate you breaking down the idea. This sounds sure. fantastic. No, there's, there, that's actually an interesting thing because you could like have artwork. And move yeah. artwork oh, from true. house to house. True. Yeah, yeah. So artwork is being rented in San Francisco. There see, we go. Because people, you know, you want to have great art, but sometimes I need a story you, you want to see it move through and you don't want to look at the same thing all the time and mm-hmm. the, right. the ownership is expensive. Sure. Um, although it's also a good way to try before you buy and people do use the system for that. So like I have a Mavic Pro drone that I rent out because ah. I don't fly it nearly enough. Mm-hmm. Somebody else maybe has an actual you know, business use case or a real reason that they should own one. They need to like, I need to try this out like before. for delivery. Uh, <laughs> small we'll fly the drone to your house. Yeah. <laughs> that would be good. Save us some delivery time. We'll mail you the controls. Yeah. Yes. That was uh, more of a dig like on Amazon. Yes. You know, like kind of experimenting with that. I would like to find a way to repurpose all the used Amazon boxes as part of our mm. rental delivery packaging. Right yeah. Adding uh, value to the, to the city. Sure. Absolutely. See what we do with all that cardboard. I mean, I'm could, guilty of it as well. So. Could I take all the packaging I've been saving and intending to return to their recycling facility and just put it in one of your store spaces? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody wants to build a giant <laughs> kid fort with cardboard. There we go. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Again, thank you for putting up with our sure. jackassery. <laughs> no, we, next time we test something, you can figure out every edge case possible for us. The stress, there we go. You stress test the systems. It's perfect. We're now the like, odd item department. Yes. That's it, yeah. Give it to the Sprocket Podcast. Yeah. They'll figure it out. So how do people get into this if they want to? Uh, they go to omnipdx.com. All right. 
specific to Portland. And if they're elsewhere, it's also it runs in San Francisco. San Francisco and Portland are the only markets. Right okay, now. sounds good. Uh, Greater Bay Area or just San Francisco? Uh, yeah, we serve Oakland and some okay. of the South Bay as well. All right, sounds good. Uh, so people should go there because this sounds like a cool idea. Thank you very much. Excellent. Well, yeah. Darius, thank you. I appreciate your time. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thanks. You know, that's my problem is I'm really good at like waiting and not necessarily doing much while I'm waiting. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Petty says that's the hardest part. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Me and Tom Petty might have a difference of opinion there. <laughs> All right. Are we ready? Yeah. How about some headlines? Let's do some headlines. Or how about our calendar? Oh, I love my calendar. I love, I love, I love, I love my calendar. Don't don't ever use that. I believe hey, in you. Hey, up on the calendar. Hey, we got some calendar stuff. Woo! <laughs> oh, this again? <laughs> no, I'm not doing it this time. Okay. No woos. <clears throat> uh, the second Thursday of every month is the Joyful Writers Club in Minneapolis. Where? Minneapolis. No way. Airport, second Friday. Airport code MSP. That's right. Second Friday of every month, the Boston Bike Party. Also, the second Friday of every month, the Indianapolis Bike Party. Can you believe it? I I can. Also. Actually, I'm fully capable of believing that thing is a thing. The second Friday of every month, East Bay Bike Party. (laughs) The last Friday of every month, the Baltimore Bike Party. Every second Sunday of every month in PDX. Right here. Airport code for Portland. Yes. Oregon. The Corvidae Bike Club Ride. Um, October 12th, Gladys Bikes 5th anniversary party. Indeed. You must go. You must. You I'm, are under imperative. I'm going to wear a tie. Oh, yes. Right. The occasion merits it. Definitely. And then November 9th and 10th, the Portland Podcast Festival, hosted by, I believe, none other than <gasps> Jason Lamb. Nobody else works on that, just Jason Lamb. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what I heard last year. All right. No, and our friends at Fun Employment Radio. <laughs> that was a joke last year. Oh, right. They never got mentioned in the media, <laughs> even though they put all this work into it. Also, Jason Lamb did some work. Uh, but yes, uh, and then the upcoming Film by Bike Tour dates. Hood River, Oregon, October 30th. Akron, Ohio, November 4th. Will Arcata. it play in Akron? I, it will definitely play in Akron. Oh, great. Wait, what's that a reference to? Uh, it's like radio business stuff. I'm not cool. Will it play in Akron? Oh. Yeah. Okay. Like I know it'll play in San Francisco, but will it play in Akron? It'll definitely play in Akron. Okay, gotcha. It'll also play in Arcata, California, November 15th. Nice. Bendigo, Australia, November 30th. Down under? Phoenix, that's right. (laughs) 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 We're going to get so many letters. (laughs) From down under. (laughs) Phoenix, Arizona, November 30th. Rising from the ashes. (laughs) Boise, Idaho, January 18th. Boise's over there. Is there That's all I could say about Uh, that. It's east. Uh, Of us, yeah. Well, hey. Yes. That's a good calendar. Yes. And now... How about some headlines? You know, and I can, like, fool with the volume and everything. Like, I dare you to do that in the final edit. <laughs> For the people who already hate this song. we got a couple of people, right? There are a couple of that, people who don't like this song. Really? And they hate every time it comes Identify on. Identify yourself. Well, I think I feel like they Come did, forward. and I forget. I, I, I'm sorry, haters, if I don't remember your name. <laughs> haters be hating. I, they do. I mean, I don't... I can't say I love this song, but I don't actively dislike this song. Here's a little piece of trivia. This song, the way we hear it on the show, 
does not exist in the real world. Like if you look up this song on YouTube or something, right? Um, we did a special edit to make it sound kind of like the you know like the teletype sound or whatever oh, from, really? from a news thing. Yeah, because like you know oh. the, the whole like tick, 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 right. the, the, the whole drum thing sounds like like kind of like a newsroomy sound, right? I, or like they're playing the rims, they're hitting the rims with the drumsticks. Yeah, I know music, <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Um, so if you go and listen to that song, it doesn't sound exactly like that. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> yep. Um, so this is our one piece of news. It came from Josh G, which uh, he took or forwarded on to us from the Supple Life blog. The Supple Life. Yes. And that's uh, Russ Roca from yes. Pathless Pedal. Um, and this is a fine and dandy chart. He's he's really good at charts. They gave us a really cool infographic yeah. last week, and now mm-hmm. we're stealing their uh, little chart here of how many liters. Are you running? So this is liters of air. Tire size and volume. Yeah. So can you pick yours out from this? Yes. Let me look for it real quick. I'm looking at 700C by 32. Wow. I have a 99% increase in capacity over a 700 by 23. Because you know what? 700 by 23, I don't care who you are. Screw that. That's that's a stupid tire size. (laughs) That's what I think. I'll go on the record and I don't care. You can't do anything with it. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly not supple. Uh, so wait, is let's it? see. Wait, no, it's not. It's not supple at all. Uh, so this is the. Uh, so is the most supple like a a twenty three C? Is that is that why you have that that as the baseline? Uh, I think that might be what a standard road bike comes with. Oh, but oh, if you yes. want to be supple, the old standard, yeah, supple yes. just means what? Like there's more of it, right? Uh, or it's just smoother running. Oh, oh yeah, I mean it's like that. There's enough to go around. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which is good. So in tires. I'm looking. I'm looking for for one of mine, and I'm not seeing. Wait, what's yours? That's close. I guess one would. I, I think mine are like thirty. Well, thirty three or thirty five. So there millimeters? is a thirty five millimeter. Well, it's or centimeters. See, the thing is, it's it's <laughs> it's one and uh-huh. and a third inch is okay. how they measure it. Oh, right. So you kind of have to do the math yourself. I'm not good at math, I'll tell you that right now. But, so here's the thing. They've got on this table, they've got like all the, like 23 uh, 23 millimeters by 700C is the old standard, they say. Uh, 33.02. Okay. I guess. Right, so you have, do you have now on this table which tire size you have? Can you figure it out? Let's see, 26 by 32 is kind of close, right? Yeah, sure. Uh, which is 81% increase. Well, that's over, pretty good. Over, uh, over standard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm running 6.3 liters. Okay. Well, that's pretty good. So in that case, my liters of air, this is air, right? I would imagine so. Unless you put something else <laughs> inside your tires. <laughs> this is 6.9 liters for me, which again is 99%. I've got almost twice as much air. Very supple as your standard 23 centimeter, 23 millimeter tire. What are you, 7 by 700 I am by 700 42? I have 700C by 32. By 32. Although, to be honest, I should look at my tire size. I heard that the tires on my new Surly are, they're Continentals for one thing. Oh, And yes. they run Lower. small? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I had a Continental. Man, you know what? I got, I think I got a 28 from Continental, and it was like a 23. The only tire I've ever torn the tread away from. Yeah. 
was a Continental. Stupid. The worst tires <laughs> in the world. I don't care who says what. That's what I think. They're the worst. The absolute worst. I mean, I'm not going to tell you, like, you know, it was due to, like, skidding out several times. You're not wrong, Walter. But... <laughs> yeah. uh, hey, I, I like how you skid. Yeah. I yeah. like doing it. And yeah. that's that's why I always pay the extra for the yeah. not so supple marathon pluses. <laughs> That'll stand up just a little bit longer. Yep. Were you to skid more, for example. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you should lead the ride. <laughs> Skids on Skidmore. Ooh, I like it. Because mm-hmm. there's a street in Portland called right. Skidmore. For anybody who doesn't know. That's why this is cool to us. It may not be cool to your results may vary. Um yeah, I think one of my favorite things about this table is that uh, they list examples of tires that you could get for all these different sizes. And for the uh, 19 millimeter and the 21 millimeter, they say, oh, dear, and eek. <laughs> <laughs> there are no good examples. Why would you do that? <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, So, anyways. I wonder if all of these tires also have um, gum walls. I wonder if that changes the supple nature. Whether it's more Ooh. or less supple with gum wall. I think it's more supple with gum wall. I appreciate gum wall. I like when I see it. Especially on a new tire. Old gum wall tends to fall apart. I'm I'm not a fan. No? No. Well, no, that's because it's sure, not black, I'm white, sure, or red. Yes, I'm sure we'll get tons you of letters. Jackass. But, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, from an aesthetics point strictly an aesthetics point and therefore yep. committing to this. That's right. I'm dying on this hill, too. Give me white walls. <laughs> white walls forever. Or, you know, I've got black with reflective tape around Wait, it. Wait, that's silver. Yeah. That's a third color. It's 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 allowable. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's allowable. I see the gaps have, in your I armor, silver sir. Ties. It, I don't know. I'll still die on this hill. Is it a certain kind of white? Is that it? <laughs> silver is just like a it's, shade. It's like yeah, a, it's it's like like a gradient white. between black and white. <laughs> that's reflective black. <laughs> it's high-vis black. High-vis black. <laughs> Uh, well, oh, we, speaking mm, of high vis, yeah. So I kind of mentioned that I was getting a new rain jacket. Okay, yeah. Um, decided on on like just you know just some old standard. Well, not old, but you're biting the bullet. Which standard is this? Um, just the mountain hardware like standard rain jacket with pit vents. Nothing okay. like specifically for bikes. Nothing too super technical. So you could also go uh, hiking in this one. Yes. Okay. I think it's meant more for hiking. Did you ever hike know. in your last one? No. Even though it was meant for biking? <laughs> right. Because <laughs> that would be a violation of the terms <laughs> of service. <laughs> They've changed. Um, but in my in my journey to this, uh, I was looking at this brand of high-vis jackets. Yeah. Um, this retro-reflective jackets. Now I can't remember the name of it. They're like um, reflective from yesterday. Yes. Yesterday's reflective jackets. They reflect <laughs> so well, you saw them yesterday. But they're, you know, they're those coats that they kind of look white or yellow or whatever okay. until like it's dark out and then light hits it and boom, it, like, boom. yeah. Suddenly you have like up. the map of Antarctica on your back. And they had a black one. Yeah. And I was like, this is it. This uh-huh. is the one I want. Yeah. And it, it was like waterproof. It was everything I wanted, except I found out in reading the fine print, it's only reflective. If you turn it inside out. Oh, boo. <laughs> Wait, so this is the one you're getting? No, it's no. not the one oh, I'm getting. Okay. No, oh, I see. No. Okay. This was like another another brand that I was, I was like in the, it was in the uh, the checkout in the yeah. little like shopping Like you were so cart, close to buying this. And I was like ready to like punch in my numbers mm-hmm. and all of that. Boop, 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 boop. Yep. Yep. And then 
just caught it in the description like one last time. I was like, in order for the reflective to work, you have to have the jacket inside out. Only when you wear it the stupid like, way. It's like, well, if it's raining and I'm riding it during the day, I'm going to have the black side out. So then it's going to be wet. Yep. Yep. I'm not going to turn it inside out once it gets Ooh, dark just to be reflective. Good call. Wow. Okay. Do you also, want to throw this brand under the bus? Also, it's not black under... I would if Who I could remember they? it. Yeah? They're <laughs> so stupid they don't even have a brand. They're That's the worst right. jacket in the world. That's right. Okay. You're so dumb I didn't even bother remembering your brand. Boo. Anyway. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I may not have a jacket from this brand that I can't remember. You certainly may not. But you know what we do have? What's that? We got mail. Yes. First up from Paula at Funataki Cyclecraft. Ooh. Here's a group shot of the infamous Click Attack Trail Ride. Much has been made of this ride, and yes. so it's good to see pictures of the riders. Fun. More another ride is in the works. By I the love way, it. Come November or oh, yeah? something. Yeah. Okay. Uh keep me on the list, will you? Really? Or are you going places where my list uh, trucker can't go? You might need to get fatter tires. <laughs> I don't know. You're saying I'm not supple enough? You're saying I need more leaders? Well, I want to get Anna on this ride, too. And oh, so right. Well, if it's thing, between her one and thing me. I played on, well, one thing I played on me. is... is <laughs> How long history? have you known her? How long have you known me? Let's let's talk this right, through. Right? She's breaking up the band. <laughs> Thanks, Yoko. Uh, Anna, no, seriously. Anna, you're a good person. I love you. Um, but not like he loves you. But I love you. But not well, like he does. So I wanted to get her, get her on this on these rides. And so one idea I was playing with was you know have her ride the Pugsley because it is half hers. Oh, true. And then just put fatter tires on the disc trucker. Oh, what about Which, the Terry? The disc truck. Oh, fat tires in the Terry. Oh man, I would love the that BMX so bike that you yeah, own. <laughs> that would be so much fun. <laughs> Wait, is that a BMX bike? It's not a BMX bike. Oh, okay, it's, never mind. It's a mountain frame. Excuse me. It just looks like one. All right. That uh, was the prevailing sentiment. Yes. With a B-17 on it. That's right. <laughs> and mustache bars? <laughs> and mustache bars. Oh, that would be so much fun. I don't know if that would take the clearance, though. I know, um, so the disc trucker can take, like, what, like 2.5? Fatties fit fine. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I think would work for some of these trails. The gravel can get a little loose, and so I'd have to be really careful. So you're saying there's a but, chance? Yes. Okay. Yeah. But that was there's an idea. There's a chance that Anna will still be working. <laughs> and <laughs> well, I'll get a chance to hop too. along on this right. thing, yeah. Right. <laughs> but, I mean, you could also hop along. It's it's open to, I mean, I don't want to say anyone. Anybody. Anybody can come. We'll <laughs> but, publish the dates and times. <laughs> bloop, 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 bloop. And everyone gets a ride in Aaron's <laughs> rental car. Right? <laughs> That's right. Paul is going to Even so the people bad. he hates. All right, nobody's you know, allowed. You, you don't nope, hate anybody. It's just no, me and no. Paula now. Okay, there nope, we go. Not right. even me. Paula nope. just disinvited me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. She'll have to take your rental on her own. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure the insurance policy covers her. Uh, uh, it's rented on our card. I'm sure There we go. Perfect. It. Hey, uh, Chris in Colorado sends hey, us yes, a picture. Yes, sends us this picture of... Of a double-decker bus. Holy shit. That's a very tall bus. Yes. I believe this is a British bus. I believe. Um, or yes, is it? it is. is it? Okay, all right. I'm going to zoom in on this real quick. So it cause... says on the back of the bus, from top to bottom, from tops to bottoms, it's uh, it's a double-decker bus, did we mention? Yes. It's a very tall advertisement. Very tall. Advertisement because it's in Britain, you know. Hashtag Operation Close Pass. Hashtag advertisements. Um, every lane is a cycle lane. 
and there's the uh, bike symbol, and it's uh, it looks like well. It, so here's the thing: it's a British bus, right? Right. And this is a British cycle lane. Yes. Is there a different term for cycle lane in Britain? I feel like that's what I would say in Britain, but I'm not sure. Um, it's wait, a British cycle what? line. <laughs> Send your hate mail to the Sprocket Podcast at <laughs> gmail.com. Uh, no, the uh, the white line for the cycle lane oh, is yeah. on the right side of this bus advertisement. Oh, shit. I so just that got that. Yeah. It's definitely a British cycle yes. lane because it's on the left, unless it's in Eugene or Portland. Because there's one of each in Portland. Right, on, on various streets. <laughs> this, Left justified cycle lanes. This, yeah. by the way, this bus is uh, in Bath and Northeast Somerset. Bath? Yes. I hear you get real clean there. Maybe. I'm a jackass. I bet I bet not. I bet like everybody goes there and is like, I came, I came to Bath because I'm going to get clean. I and went then to Bath it's and like, all I got was this it, It's like ring. super dusty or something. Yeah. <laughs> the one dusty town in all of England. <laughs> uh, do we still have British listeners? We have in Probably the not anymore. Not anymore. They're gone. Sorry. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so anyways, thank you, Chris, for sharing that photo. Really appreciate it. Uh, Chris is uh, living the supple life down in Colorado. Yeah. 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 He sent us an audio postcard some time ago. Um, oh, yeah. And I couldn't tell you the name of the episode that it's on. But it's okay. this yep. Goes to show you need to listen to the entire episode That's all right. the way through. Let's tell them that at the end. Where we often tag, <laughs> <laughs> we often will tag audio on the back of that. Back That's right. That. Yeah. Uh, one more piece of uh, two more pieces of mail. Two more pieces of mail from one person coming to us from Ranger Tom. First up, some cop stuff. Okay, here we go. Yes. Wait, he's a cop. He says, since I've been one of those mean ticket writer guys for about fifteen years. Ooh, yeah. Yes. Uh, if you're a forest ranger, I do believe you do have the power to write tickets. Okay. Yeah. I could be wrong. And probably pack heat. Unless unless he's talking about another 15 years mm-hmm. of his yeah. life. I don't know how old he is. Right, you know? right. I'm not going to ask. That's Never not know. polite. Does he, does he carry a toaster? A toaster? Oh, he's packing heat. Could he, yeah. could he uh, round the edges of my British muffin? Wait, what? I have no idea what we're talking about. Trying to make a joke and it's not working. <laughs> no, totally over my head. Let's keep going. All right. Let's soldier on through. <laughs> so he says, he, he says uh, no cop wants to be the one that gets a call from the prosecutor's office saying, you wrote a ticket for a guy for what? Write a ticket for what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it's no, really sorry, stupid, wrong they may <laughs> even <laughs> refuse <laughs> to prosecute <laughs> it. <laughs> Tickets for what? <laughs> <laughs> Hi. I was young 10 years ago. Uh, you see, he says, we need credibility when it counts and don't waste it on stupid situations. So ah, essentially yeah. saying like no cop wants to write the dumb ticket, although every now and then someone does. He says, just have a general idea what the laws are. Read the signs if they're there and try not to hurt yourself or anyone else. Also, I recently rode the interstate I-84 from Dell's to exit 16 if there's a requirement to take exits as bicyclists along open portions of interstate i cannot find a reference for it in either oregon revised statues or the revised code of washington for those interstates or in bicycle manuals issued by either states wow this guy really did his homework ranger tom does the deep digging so you don't have to yes uh he does say vehicles may not however operate within the gore point no that's gross the gore point that sounds terrible hang on keep talking i'll figure it out 
So if you're crossing from the shoulder of an exit over to the lane to the left into the shoulder of the interstate, that rule may be violated. I'm not sure if I'm picturing that correctly in my head. Mm, okay. Um, the highway exit door. <laughs> but he to- does say, mm-hmm. he does say, I sure as hell didn't take every exit. Those damn things <laughs> are uphill. And that <laughs> yeah, is, yeah, are. that's annoying. Like if that's a rule, like you have to take this hill like every other mile. I mean, are you trying to build your elevation on Strava? No. Okay. Then no need. Just trying to like, <laughs> you know, get from one place to another. <laughs> Okay, uh, highway exit gore. I think it's the point where lanes diverge. Uh, A gore, modern British English, also nose, refers to a triangular (laughs) piece of land. Etymologically, it is derived from gar, meaning spear. Maybe because it's sharp. Gores on highways are categorized as two types, the theoretical gore and the physical gore. The physical gore is the unpaved area created by the highway main line and a ramp that merges into or diverges from the main line. The theoretical gore is zombies. Just kidding. It's the marked area of pavement resulting from the conversions or diversions of the edge lines of the main line and ramp. So, um, yeah. So, if you're riding, if you're riding uh, along the interstate mm-hmm. and you don't take the exit, the... As the entrance ramp merges with the standard interstate. Or diverges. Or diverges. So that space right there is the gore That's point. the gore, yeah. It's, uh, so, as Dave Matthews said, the space between <laughs> the wicked lies we tell and try to keep us safe from the pain. Will you hold me again? I think that's all I can sing without end gear. Oh, my no, Stop, stop, stop. Oh, we can't afford sorry. it. <laughs> that was a different artist, though. Oh, oh, never mind. Okay, we're good. So anyways, the gore point. Oh, my God. We're way off track here. Yeah, we are. Um, so by de facto, if you can't write in the gore points, if I'm understanding this correctly, then yes, you do have to take each exit. Um, not in Oregon or Washington, according to this guy. And we don't know who he is. We don't know what he does for work. It's not like, I mean, it's just a nickname. <laughs> but uh, it sounds like there's no requirement in Oregon for that to be the case. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm not saying he violated the law. I'm saying as- Are you saying you violated this, the law? Oh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'll violate the law by 2 o'clock this afternoon. This is kidding. This is kidding. <laughs> we're, we're, this is all like jokes, right? Yes, jokes. Anyways. Jokes. Yes. No, but I'm really confused about this Uh because, yeah, if you can't bike in the gore points and you don't take the exit, then you are biking in the gore points. Wait, is that what it's saying? I don't know. Let's find a lawyer. Right, seriously. Yeah. All right. We got one on retainer, right? Yep. Okay. Coming in December. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, donors. (laughs) We're just now covering our asses with your dollars. (laughs) Uh, and we've got an audio postcard, yeah? Yes, yes. Let's should, play it now. Okay. Let's play it now. I think I can make this work. Mm. Do you need me to pull it up? Uh, I've got it. Or do you, do you need me to pull it down? I need you to get down. If it's, if it's on the internet, I'll pull it down. If it's on a device, static here, then I'll pull it up. I will not upload, because then you just have to pull it down from the internet. But if you download... I might put it up later. Would you get down on the upload? I will side? get down as I put it up. And I will get up as it is 
downloaded. No, well, yeah, get up, get up, get down. This is so stupid. Get up, get up, get it down. <laughs> hey, come along and ride on a fantastic ride slide, a bit slide. Better get ready when the five rolls by. Hey, Utah biker. <laughs> How do you, How get, do you get, down? get down? Like this. Um, that was my okay. vocal representation of me dancing on my tall back <laughs> when people ask me that question out in the real world. Okay, here we go. Space between. <laughs> all right, we're done with that. Now we can, all right. <laughs> okay. Will this be an extra? Or anything? I don't think we can use any of this. I don't think so. <laughs> what if we just use me singing it? <laughs> right? Well, I don't know, because those lyrics are still copyrighted, right? I mean, it's me. It's me doing my version of it. It's it covered by parody law. Oh, okay. That's what I'm making yep. a parody of the song. Well, I'm making I was, fun of it. I was hee-hawing <laughs> That's true. You. Anytime so, there's, anytime there's a hee-haw. <laughs> <laughs> covered under hee-haw law. <laughs> Okay. The Hee Haw Act of 1973. <laughs> Retroactively. Retroactively brilliant. Yes. Am I right? No. Am I right? <laughs> Am I right? Uh, uh, all right. Retro reflective. So. Retroactively brilliant. Get it? <laughs> it's a long day at work. Uh, seriously, we're both punchy. Okay. <laughs> Ranger Tom sends this. Hey, it's Ranger Tom. I'm out on tour, northbound, Highway 97 near Madras. I got a 15 mile an hour tailwind, and I got a full Sex Pistols playlist. Now I'm screaming bloody fucking murder. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. That's how we like it. That's how you should do a bike tour. Yes. Doing it right. Thank you. Thank you. I want to hear more of. Yeah. Audio postcards like this. Seriously, yeah. No. I, yeah, everybody, everybody listening, which now is like five people. Send <laughs> yeah. us your audio postcards. <laughs> if you're still listening. Send us your audio postcards. Also, thank you for listening. Indeed, and thank you for your postcards. Um, you were right. It was Chicago. Was it? Yeah. Where he dumped out the tour bus contents. Yep. Okay. Bus Not driver all the pleads guilty. But it was the bus driver. It wasn't Dave Matthews. Right. Because everybody's like, Dave Matthews took a shit on Chicago. No, it's not true. Some motor coach operator. Emptied the septic tank like a jackass. I mean, was it was it the motor coach operator, or is he just the one that's taking the fall for this? <laughs> so Dave Matthews, like from the back of come the on, bus, come on, motor coach operator, the shitter's full. <laughs> and the motor coach is operator's like, okay, all right, we're pulling the pulling it right now. They happen to be going over the bridge. And Carter's of, really got to take a ship, motor operator. And so what's the... I don't know why he sounds like that in my head, but that's that's my Dave Matthews. going to take a ship. And so instead of... Uh, don't they turn the water green for St. Patrick's Day? Yes. This is more yes. like Earth Day. Oh. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> Hey, do you have the uh, the <laughs> outro music? Let me give it no. back. To you. Okay. <laughs> oh, I guess I should just say this would be my last in studio for a while. I thought and next week was. No, we should talk about that. Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> but it's been a pleasure being behind the mic again, and damn if I don't wish I could do this every week. It's fun. <sighs>
Oh, man. That was heavy. Okay, let's be goofy on the credits. Okay. Let me... I'm pulling up the... That's not him crying. He's just got he's just got nasal issues. Wait, what? What the hell is going on here? I just I want to do this more. You're gonna make me cry more. Stop it. I didn't want to hear this. I didn't want this to be the last thing I heard. (laughs) (laughs) Why? That's that's a terrible fake cry in there. By the way, all right, fine. Let's do it. You had me for a little, for like half a second. If you couldn't see me, you would have believed it the whole way through. <laughs> okay. Why is this? Ta- All right. Here we go. <laughs> the Sprocket Podcast is produced at Stream PDX Community Audio Studio, thanks to the generous support of Open Signal. That's right. Our website is thesprocketpodcast.com. Email to thesprocketpodcast at gmail.com. Call or text. Call or text. But or also call, call or text to 503-847-9774. That also works for picture messages, Twitter and Instagram. Speaking of pictures, at Sprocket Podcast. Thanks to Ryan J. Lane for our theme music. Herbert for our headline sounder. Marcus Norman in Chicago for graphic design. And thanks to sustaining donors, Logan Smith, Shadowfoot, Katrina Mellengar. Wayne Norman, Ethan Georgie, Eric Iverson. Cameron Lean, Richard Wazinski, Tim Mooney. Glenn Kubish, Matt Kelly, Eric Weiss. Todd Parker, Dan Gebhardt. Who's, who's a time, time traveler? traveler? Dave No. Chris Smith, Caleb Jackson, J.P. Cooley. Peanut Butter Jar Matt, Marco Lowe, Rich Otterstrom. Andrew in Colorado, Drew the Welder, Anna. Happy anniversary, babe. She'll be home uh, soon. Andre Johnson, King of Division, Richard G. Guthrie Straw, Aaron Green, author of We Were Like Sons and founder of the Regranary. Campsite, Magners, David, Nathan Poulton. Chris Rawson, who sent us a picture. Thank you. Rory in Michigan, Michael Fornoy. Jeremy Kitchen, David Belay, Tim Coleman. Harry Hugel, E.J. Finneran, Brad Hipwell. Thomas Skato, Keith Hutchinson, Ranger Tom. Bloody Murder. Joyce Wilson, Brian Tam, Derek Wagner. <laughs> Jason Offenberg, Microcosm Publishing, David Moore. Todd Grossbeck, Chris Barron, Chris Barron, and, and Chris, Chris Barron. Barron. Sean Baird, Simon Gregory Braithwaite. Also out bicycling again. Ryan Morrow, Jimmy Diesel, Dude Luna. Matthew Rooks. <laughs> Marshall, Paul F. Unitaki, Cyclecraft. And Spartan Dale. No, no relation. relation. And, and all of our former donors who helped us get this far. Now, I mean, we we really should talk about this. They got jackets, man. Brush your teeth. And go to bed. <laughs> That's right. You did mention that you weren't going to be able to do it next week. Yeah. Sorry about that. No, no. It's fine.